Raja Pinks. You are listening to Behind the Lens. And yes, you are listening to Behind the Lens. Welcome to the start of our third year for, of Behind the Lens here on Adrenaline Radio. I'm Debbie Lynn Elias, film critic, creator, and host of Behind the Lens. You can find my interviews and movie reviews all around the globe, in print and online. Uh, but every Monday, you can find me right here, live on Adrenaline Radio, with incredible guests, incredible interviews, and... I'm thrilled with the fabulous guests that we have in studio to kick off our third year. Yay! We, ha- we have the wonderful and talented Rochelle Royale. Hi. And of course, many of you may know this man from being part of the very first Star Wars spinoff 32 years ago. But now he is an accomplished musician and music producer. Eric Walker, welcome both of you guys. Happy New Year, everybody. Look at that. Nice. I love that. Look at that. You know, thank goodness Brian has that because he can't clap that loud. (laughs) (laughs) And and of course, you know, the trusty right hand, Brian is, is back in the sound engineering booth. So I hope everybody had a great holiday. Um... We took last week off to get ready for this week's show and a whole new year. So, and what better way to kick off a new year than with music? Yes. Absolutely. Agreed. So, you know, and both of you, very eclectic types of music and brand new stuff that everybody can actually find right now. And in Rochelle's case on Friday, Friday the 13th. Nice. Isn't that isn't that nice? Well, that's going to that's going to be a good luck day for Rochelle. Yes. So, let's let's get into how how each of you got into music. Because music is such a vital part of our lives in every aspect of life and as we're seeing in the at the movies even with La La Land, you know, the movie musical is alive and well. Yes. So, it, you know, could we at some point see you moving into doing, you know, music for movies, either one of you. I love that you mentioned La La Land because I actually have a few friends in that movie who are dancers, and I grew up in the dance studio. My mom had three dance studios in the Bay Area. So I trained competitively as a dancer and started singing at eight years old. So both were just huge parts of my life, dancing and singing. Um, And it's so crazy to see kids that you grew up with on screen in these movies it's just incredible or on tour with some of our favorite artists you know mm-hmm. um like justin timberlake or you know whoever you you love it's, it's always like do i i know that dancer <laughs> up there <laughs> speaking of justin timberlake he stole my birthday Oh, yeah. I was Uh-oh. born before him, but we both had the same birthday, January thirty first, coming up soon here, actually. So, oh well, happy early birthday, Thank Eric! You. Mine's January eleventh. Oh yeah, Capricorn, great! <laughs> happy very early birthday. <laughs> I mean, two days from now. <laughs> so, is is that how you decided to dro- the date for your new single to drop? No, <laughs> I stopped celebrating birthdays, people. <laughs> okay, it's not happening. No, we wanted to do Friday the 13th because the name of the song and music video is called Circus Life. And we felt that Friday the 13th has a, a stigma behind it, obviously. Crazy things can happen on Friday the 13th. And we're, we're having a circus party. And with circus freaks and a popcorn machine and a tarot card reader, it's going to be the ultimate circus party. So we felt Friday the 13th makes sense. That that kind of does go together as you describe what this party is going to be like. Now, <laughs> yeah. is this going to be a party for your fans? This is going to be a Cinematic Pictures Group event. And Cinematic Pictures Group is owned by director TJ Scott and... Dennis Illick. TJ's known for Gotham, Bates Motel, Spartacus, Mm -hmm. on and on and on. So um, this facility is next to the Chinese Theater, and it will be open to the public eventually. Um, Artwork all over the walls, photography, and then we have a built-in stage and sound system. And the goal is to do a show once a week with with new bands, new artists. So this will be a red carpet event held Mm -hmm. by Cinematic Pictures Group. Wow. 
Wow. So it being a red carpet event, people can stand out on the street and watch. Yes. Hollywood Boulevard is always super busy and it's just a prime location (laughs) for all you tourists out there. It's happening on Friday. Well, forget the tourists, your fans. Your fans are going to want to go stand on Hollywood Boulevard for this. I hope so. That'd be so great. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But so how excited are you, Eric, to see, being a music producer now, to see music so strong, not just in the form of a musical Mm. like La La Land, yes, but the scores in films this year, the music alone. Music's great this year, yeah. Is phenomenal. You've got... Volker and Dustin O'Halloran doing the the track for Lion with prepared piano. Yes, the music music is this year is the the year that music made a big, big comeback. And, you know, growing up, you know, I had friends for, I even have old scripts laying around that are musicals that we wrote. We always wanted to produce and go back to the musicals, but Hollywood never wants to take a chance. So it's kind of nice to see Hollywood you know, taking a chance on and bringing the musical back because we all remember those uh, great movies like Singing in the Rain with Debbie Reynolds and who just passed away. And, you know, we love those stories because they had strong stories and they had music to back up the storylines and everything and it all fit together. And I missed the old musicals. So this is a great, this is great that this is happening finally. So, um, and uh, of course, you know, we got the latest Star Wars movie that came out. That music was very good as well mm-hmm. um and you know la la land is uh, showing everybody showing hollywood that they could do the musicals again mm-hmm. which which is nice so well and hand in hand with la la land i don't know if i've either of you have seen the animated film sing yet i have not but i've heard a lot about it so it, the soundtrack alone harvey mason jr was executive music producer on it harvey of course six grammy awards his cultivated jennifer hudson for years yes harvey was on our uh, day after christmas show Awesome. And the tracks, the way he matched up music with the individual at voice actors. Who knew Taryn, uh, Taryn Edgerton could sing? <laughs> and he does this rendition of Elton John's I'm Still Standing, <laughs> that it wow. knocks it out of the park. And that's that's just the thing, you know, going back to what you were talking about, uh, how we got started in music earlier. Um, you know, I grew up as a child actor. You know, I started acting when I was six years old with a Jack in a Box commercial. And then I liked it so much, I begged my father for four years to get me started. And he finally said, OK. And uh, as an actor, you kind of need to get the get those other skills and become, a, you know, a triple threat. You need to learn uh, some sort of instrument. You need to also take vocal lessons and we were all doing that kind of stuff back then, and uh, I went to the L.A. County High School for the Performing Arts, which is uh, over at Cal State LA's campus. Shout out to all the alumni, and um, who you know later became you know Josh Groban went to our school, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. But you got to become a triple threat like that, so you learn. You'd mentioned actors, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who knew well. I knew, kind of. <laughs> well, most actors do need to ha- hone their skills and become at least a double or triple threat. And, and uh, m- with uh, the advent of all those action movies, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, and may- some of those guys might not be a triple threat. Maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, I, maybe they can sing, but uh, you know, now let's bring it back to uh, to uh, the way it used to be. So. Now, how did it, because you've been dancing and singing since you were young. Mm-hmm. When did you know that this was something that you wanted to go into? And will we see you become a triple threat in ad acting? Well, same, same as um, Mr. Walker over here. Uh, my mother had 2,000 students. So we had over 25 teachers on staff. We had vocal lessons. We a, a lot of us kids had agencies out in L.A. So, like one of the first movies I ever did was with Angela Lansbury, um, Mrs. Santa Claus. <laughs> Off the record, no blackmailing, please. Um, yeah, so I grew up acting as well, and um, you know, it's it's true. It's it's you should do all three. You know, it's being an artist. It's being well rounded and understanding each each aspect. But I think um, this is another huge confession. I when Brittany and Christina came out, mm-hmm. I knew that's what I wanted to do. That was really the the light bulb going off, like for me, um, especially because I'm a dancer, and so was Brittany. And um, but but musically, it was like to see Christina vocally surpass 
anything we had ever heard, right. you know, aside from Mariah and Whitney. Um, it was just unbelievable to see a teenager sing that way. Mm-hmm. And that just changed my life forever, I think. She was such a huge influence. Um, but also, like, all the soul singers, when I was a kid, you grew up in a dance studio, and you're doing tap dance routines to all the oldies. And, like, so as a kid, like, you know these songs. You just don't really know what you're listening to. But <laughs> but now I know that as a kid, like, the, the artists that moved me the most were, like, Anita Baker and, like, Aretha Franklin and Otis Redding and Stevie Wonder. Like, those are still some of my favorite artists. And mm-hmm. Motown, like, anything Motown, you know? So it's just um, uh, a lot of dancers also sing and act as well. And music has always been such a huge influence on us because you're you're dancing to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really, really how it came about. Yeah. When did you know that you wanted to shift gears and go into music, Eric? Well, I mean... Um Basically, uh, my career as an actor went uh, most of, most most of that career went in the eighties and nineties, and at that time, of course, I was studying you know how to play piano. I was a st- a st- had vocal lessons. Um, that's why I have a better speaking voice. I don't recommend you wanting to hear me sing because I don't have a good singing voice. But <laughs> and I learned that, and I'm honest about it. So, but uh, I can carry a tune. And uh, what happened was, I always wanted to kind of get into music, and I was influenced by a lot of European artists like Jean Michel Jarre. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, but he's a electronic composer and uh, Tangerine Dream who uh, did a lot of the movie soundtracks like to Sorcerer, Legend, Risky Business. And I was influenced by them. And I had a friend who was a music producer. And I kept trying to tell him, let's form a band like Tangerine Dream. Let's do it. Let's do it. And not to be a downer, but uh, I kept, kept pressuring him for like 10 years or so. And uh, then he died. And I and uh, suddenly of a heart attack. And it was like, well, you know what? I'm not waiting any longer. I'm just going to go out and do it. And that's what spurred me into getting into the more of the music, um, my music, uh, as opposed to doing acting and also uh, working with George Lucas on the Star, Star Wars Ewok adventures. He rented a, a camera for us to do the making of behind the scenes. And I got into – because of that, I got into editing. So I'm, I spent a lot of time editing, doing editing and documentaries and stuff like that. And I, I was making my living that way, and I – this what just wasn't fulfilling for me. I wanted to get into mu- into my music and get into that and release stuff. And uh, I just after he passed away, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Let's do it right now. It's a brand new day, like the name of my album. <laughs> but uh, and wow. that's how that's how I feel about life. Every day I wake up, it's a brand new day. I want to be happy. I want to be thankful to God or the Creator or whatever you guys believe in. Uh, for me, it's God. But uh, I do, every day I wake up, it's a brand new day, and I want to do I want to do a song every day, and uh, that's that's, that's that's what I'm doing. And I'm also doing I also have a YouTube channel where every week I'm doing a new song. So I set a challenge. Someone, some fan or somebody wrote in and said, "What you do so much music? Why don't you try to do a YouTube thing showing us how you do your music?" And then I came up with the concept: let's do a song every week. So. I have a 52-week challenge to do one song every week for a year, and there's been times when it's been difficult, but I'm proud to say this week I'm on week 44, so wow. um, I'm, I'm almost there. So, and that's just, uh, that's, so I started get, getting into the music around 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. and then my first album, uh, which was Tangier Dream, had a tribute song called Return to Endor which is uh, kind of a a tribute to the Star Wars stuff I did. And um, the first album did pretty well. went to number 38 on the iTunes chart in England. So, and I think in, in the United States, it went to like 128, which is pretty good for the United States. Mm -hmm. So um, it did pretty well. And I said, Hey, you know what? People are downloading. They're liking my music. Let's keep this going. And as I do each album, my, my theory behind my music is I want to push the envelope a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So as I do each album, it's got to get better. Otherwise, what's the point? So, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel. In fact, you had a guest on here last uh, last month who was talking about doing uh, that does surround sound. And I'm thinking in my next album, I might want to do a whole album that's just surround sound to just get people, you know, where they could put it on and get in that environment and just lose themselves. Um, some people uh, call my music a cinematic journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, a little funky one because I got a little bit of that uh, 1970s, 80s vibe going. But uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I've, I guess I, I could probably talk for a whole hour, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know, could do you think, Rochelle, that you could do a song challenge like that and do a song a week? I am like the epitome of the stereotype that we put on recording artists. It's like you have to go through severe tragedy in order to get inspiration <laughs> for a song. So for me, no. It's like, okay, something crazy just happened. And then I'm like on the piano and it's like all coming out at once. And it's, I mean, it might be three weeks. It, it might be like a month and a half and then like an idea will spark. And the other great thing about being a writer is you always have that, um, chest of old songs that's collecting dust and yes. collecting cobwebs. <laughs> and you might meet a producer and you're like, Oh my God, I have this song that I wrote from like 2008, but it's so good for like right now and let's do it. And so, you know, it's just, for me, it's very, um, all over the place. Um, and it's just based off inspiration. Like, am I really feeling something right now? Let's roll with it. Yeah, well, totally. I totally can relate to that. Uh, I had a, on, <laughs> on a brand new day album, there's a song that's called the shattering, which kind of has a heavy rock uh, metal vibe. And that was a song I wrote in the eighties for the, a school play, you know, at my high school and it, it comes back. So what you're saying, it, exactly. Everything comes back. So, yes. Well, I think right now is the perfect time to play a little clip called Circus Life so everybody can can get a, right. a sense of Rochelle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is what this is what happens when you're live. You know, it's, okay. that song is actually That's, for a TV show that we yes. can talk about later. <laughs> the, it's the other one. It's the other one. Circus life. Where? <laughs> I love the hook in your voice with Circus Life. I love that. Yes, very catchy. It's a circus life. <laughs> that was actually nice yeah, right there. See? see? Don't BGV's over here. Background vocals. So where where did Circus Life come from? If you listen to the verses, which we will probably have a lyric video for this as well. I think lyric videos are super important so that people can really understand what the artist is saying. And lyric videos have gotten so much more popular um, these days. When I watch a lyric video, I'm like, oh, that's what they're saying. <laughs> so for this song in particularly... Um, in the video, we have this young actress named Kennedy Bryce. She's from mm. The Walking Dead. And she plays young Rochelle. And the concept is kind of like we are luring her into the glamour of Hollywood. And once she enters that world, she realizes, wow, this is pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the challenge of being an artist is it's not just about the art. You are facing all these outside elements. You know, you're facing the producers, the directors, the auditions, the politics, the contracts, you know, um, uh, did this person get that role because they know this person and was that fair or, you know, and the music industry is even more cutthroat, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's extremely political. It's very expensive. And a lot of the time it's not about the music. It's about everything mm -hmm. else. So circus life is really talking about, do you really want to enter this world? Cause this is what it's about. So here's your warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a beautiful warning. <laughs> it's, it's a warning that is packaged beautifully. Thanks. Yeah. We yeah. try to put a bow on the darkest things that we face in life, you know, I think. And, of course, I've seen, you know, some of the images. Yeah. And, you know, the cover, you know. 
So Rob Pryor, yes. who is a huge artist for Marvel, he's at Comic-Con every year. If you're a painter or an artist and you're in that world, you know Rob. He's amazing. He did the artwork for Circus Life, and he is oh. also in the music video, and he's actually the jester that lures Kennedy into the world of the circus. Wow. Yeah. Because the cover's beautiful. The artwork is beautiful. Rob is extremely talented. Yeah, and look, and the way that you are portrayed, and the way he has he has painted you. Thank you, Rob. Thank it's, you. It's stunning. <laughs> I mean, you're stunning in real life, but um, on the cover, it is just it's actually mesmerizing because the way he has you painted, your eyes, just drawing, just you know, drawing everybody in. Well, anyone who is interested in in um, superhero com- comic characters, please look at Rob Pryor's stuff because every painting he posts is just incredible. And actually, for his live shows, he has two canvases on each side of the stage, and he'll perform with artists like Tech Nine and so on. And he'll run from each side of the stage and do two paintings at the same time, running back and forth. I mean, just incredible. It's incredible. Wow. It's an honor to have him involved. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you surround yourself with such great talent? Uh, TJ Scott is the one that asked Rob to be a part of the production. And obviously everyone really looks up to TJ and respects him. And, you know, TJ is just one of those people where he's at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been successful for a really long time and he's a great person. People love TJ cause he really is a good person, which is, which is rare in this business. And so, you know, his friends in the industry are always, you know, wanting to work with him. You know, I'm curious for both of you because you have been around, in the business, in one sense or another, since you were both children, yes, have you seen the personality types change? Because I know when I was working production even 35 years ago, it seems that people were not as cutthroat, that it was, there was competition, but it was a much kinder place to be working. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, in some sense, some sense of what you're saying is true, but the industry, from the longest, farthest back that I could remember, it was always "Who do you know?" Mm-hmm. type of a game. You know, who, do you know this person? Do you know that person? You got to play the game. You got to shake the right hands. You got to be a good person because everybody knows somebody, and that six degrees of separation really rings true in Hollywood for sure. I mean, she, uh, Rochelle could probably—I uh, probably know half the people she's talking about, <laughs> and I'll say some names, and she'll know half the people mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And it just, it really, that's why it's very important. And my dad taught me this at a young age. He said, uh, we, before I'd go out on a set, he said, what are you going to do, son? And I said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go out and kick some ass, dad. He goes, okay, yeah, you could save the swear word, but uh, <laughs> you're going to go kick some butt, son. And, but what else? What's the most important thing, son? Uh, I don't know, dad. Well, I, we say this every day. You don't know. Oh, I'm going to be a nice guy. <laughs> and that's what my dad taught me because he was raised in the Midwest. We treat everybody with respect and be a nice person. So I think these days the biggest difference is social media. And I think everything yes. is completely transparent now. You say mm-hmm. one thing and it goes viral immediately. You have no time to apologize or explain. And I think back in the day, it was so much easier. I mean, we could even bring up the NFL. I mean, That's players, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, players could get away with murder and we never knew about it. You know, these days it's like you really do have to be careful about what you say and 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 your perspective and what you truly think and if you're really ready to stand up for (laughs) what you believe in because get ready but um professionalism i think has always been important i think it's always professional and for all the kids out there listening show up 15 minutes early do not chew gum be respectful (laughs) to your elders take advice and listen and say thank you and please i think the kids these days you know they're living on their cell phones and it's yeah. you just and the and when you have a conversation with kids it it's like wow we're talking about filters right now that's interesting let's talk about instagram for an hour since that's the topic um so 
Uh, yeah, I think we really need to get back to like the artistry and being a professional. And I think that's the biggest difference is social media. Mm-hmm. Well, on that happy note and encouraging note, which I have to say, I mean, I have four nephews and two of them years ago, they didn't know how to say please and thank you. Mm. <laughs> and my father told me, he goes, stop sending them anything. Until the, <laughs> do not give them gifts. Do not send them money. Do nothing until they get, learn some manners. Right. Okay. The one just turned 23. Oh. He has still not ha- gotten a birthday gift from me since he was about seven. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, hopefully he's listening. Manners matter. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's take a short break and we'll be right back to Behind the Lens with Rochelle Royale and Eric Walker. It's time to get crazy with Crazy Bitches 2. That's right. The team behind Crazy Bitches is back and needs your help to bring Crazy Bitches 2 to life. You can back the film and do your holiday shopping at the same time thanks to fun swag and exciting opportunities that will ship just in time to put under or on your tree. Christmas ornaments turn deadly when mommies behave badly and someone can't take it anymore. So go crazy. Join the Crazy Bee Nation and go to the Indiegogo campaign at igg.me backslash at backslash crazy bs2 crazy b nation crazy bitches too hi everybody this is getty lee for rad to many of us drunk driving is something that other people do certainly not one of our friends or relatives would do such a thing when you see someone who's had too much to drink about to get into a car urge them to give up the keys and find alternate transportation always choose a designated driver Music lives, you should too. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Time to tune in and log on with Behind the Lens. Join noted film critic Debbie Lynn Elias and a lineup of talented co-hosts and informed guests each week as she goes behind the lens and below the line. We'll take in-depth looks at films and filmmaking with the movers and shakers and up-and-comers of the industry, along with movie reviews, interviews, awards, festival coverage, specialty segments like Tech Talk and Classic Corner. Tune in to Behind the Lens every Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are back. You are listening to Behind the Lens. I'm it's Debbie. Nice to La- be here. Well, and I'm thrilled to have you here, <laughs> Eric Walker and Rochelle Royale. Hi, guys. So, are you having fun? It's always important. I always want people to have fun on this show. Yes. Yes. Woo! This is awesome. 2017. You know, 2017. I mean, and we're talking about Circus Life, but which is your new single that's going to drop on Friday, but. Next, on the 18th, you have Diamond Girl coming up. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Friday the 13th is the premiere for Circus Life. Uh, So there's a new TV show. It's called Ice, and it's about the diamond trade in Los Angeles. And it's one that I am dying to see. It's pretty incredible. Yes. And Um, Antoine Fuqua is behind it. Absolutely. Antoine Fuqua. And Donald Sutherland stars in it. And then... We have Jeremy Sisto in the cast, and he is from Clueless. Remember, ladies? Elton from Clueless. And then also Cam Giganet from Burlesque with Christina Aguilera. Oh. Yes. So um, this song is called Diamond Girl, and TJ Scott is the director of this episode. It's episode seven. It'll be airing January 8th on DirecTV Audience Network. And I had the privilege of shooting for two full days with Jeremy and Cam at the Orpheum <laughs> In uh, Vancouver, Canada. Shout out to Canada. Woo! And um, so the scene is about this diamond trade show. And my boss is running this scandalous, uh, you know, he brings in his clients to buy actual diamonds. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I'm kind of like the burlesque singer that puts on a show for our clients. So um, it's very glamorous and glitzy and dark, and I think you guys will all love it. Look, I mean, you're you're working with Sisto. Yeah. I mean, everybody that knows me, Sisto and I, it's like we were 
people, anyone that hasn't seen the Girl Flu world premiere red carpet from L.A. Film Festival with me and Sisto on the carpet. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's something to behold. We've interviewed so many times before, and we're standing there, and he's like, yeah, you know, I had to, I had to throw down a drink, and, you know, I chugged it real fast. And, <laughs> and he goes, that's what the problem is. You know, we're always sitting down having, you know, drinking something, and now we're not drinking anything on the carpet. It's... There's a lot of, there's a mutual Sisto love that, that goes He's on. so hilarious. You know, okay, Jeremy, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the story. So the second day, I these heels, these Louboutin heels, and you can't even see them, right? And I've been wearing them all day. So I had to take them off. So I take off the <laughs> shoes, camera's rolling, and then cut, and then Jeremy from across the room yells, and he goes, so what else are you not going to do? Miss, take my shoes off during the scene. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool, Jeremy. I memorized all my lines. Too bad you didn't. It was like that <laughs> all day, every day. It was so much fun. He's hilarious. Oh, and, you know, it's like Dory Barton, who wrote and directed Girl Flu, that Jeremy stars in. Dory's been on the show a couple times. I've interviewed Dory many times. And she's got, she's got sister stories. Yes. <laughs> I think everyone has sister stories. Yeah. But, you know, while we're talking about Diamond Girl, Brian, can we, can we get the clip up of Rochelle's Diamond Girl? Sounds so James Bond. Yeah, it does. TJ Scott actually um, talked to Jacob and I about this. Jacob Button produced this record for us. And um, he was like, you know, can you guys listen to Skyfall by Adele and kind of like borrow from that a little bit? And we really did. We did. We listened to a bunch of James Bond songs and we wanted to keep it burlesque, but still have um, that type of 007 vibe. And so we actually have... um, four different versions of this song that we'll be releasing as an EP. So one of them is very Skyfall. Oh my. Which you guys can hear. um, It will be on iTunes January 18th. And then you've got Let Down. Don't you have Let Down coming out in February or? Uh, Let Down was was released already. Dark Side and Let Down um, were two singles I released this year. And those are also available um, online. You can stream them or buy them if you want. Where can people find these lovely little gems? You don't Google Rochelle Royale because those images. Oh, Lord. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Google, can we just talk about this? Like, what did I ever do to you? Um, (laughs) RochelleRoyale.com is a good place to start. Um, All the social media is on there. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then as far as music goes, um, you can stream on Spotify or iHeartRadio, um, uh, Pandora, and then iTunes if you want to buy the song. Yeah. So, yeah, Rochelle well, Royale, guys. I think everyone should go to iTunes and buy the songs. Oh, yes, so I can pay my rent. Yes. You know, Woo! I'm a firm believer in going to iTunes. Of course, come to, uh, tomorrow, every Tuesday, Behind the Lens is on iTunes, too. Awesome. It's free, though. So, see, that way you're not paying to hear Behind the Lens. You can use your money to buy Rochelle's new singles. I love that. Behind the lens, people. Get into it. (laughs) It's free, and then you can use your money to support Rochelle. That's, yeah, I like that. That works. Mm -hmm. That works. So, you know, now, Eric, let's hear more about this new album of yours. Brand Brand new day. Brand new day. Yes, yes. Let's let's show that puppy so it, it comes out nice and beautiful on video. There you go. Yeah, Brand New Day is um, it's an album that uh, a lot of the songs came from that 52-week challenge to write a song every week. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting album. It, it has a lot of different uh, 
you know, it, it takes you on a journey. It starts off with a very upbeat kind of popish brand new day. And then it goes into my, uh, my, the, the, the funky part of me with the funkness, which is a throwback to George Clinton parliament, you know, the, the funk era. And then it goes to a song I wrote for my wife called Newsway. And, um, Actually, I had a friend teasing me the other day because every album seems to have a song on it written for my wife. <laughs> so, you know, so Newsway and before that was News Groove, which she wasn't too happy I wrote that song. But uh, <laughs> dare, and, dare, uh, dare we ask why she was not happy? Um, well, it's kind of a sexy song with some saxophone, nice beat going, 80s vibe. And... Um, Anyway, so um, and then it goes from that to a, a, a tribute song I wrote for ta- Tangerine Dreams uh, founding member Edgar Froze passed away, mm-hmm. and I wanted to write a song that kind of captured a little bit of how Tangerine, Tangerine Dreams sounded. But what ended up happening is the song starts off with a real nice acoustic, acoustic piano, and then it goes from that into uh, real nice uh, violins and cello sounds, and then you know a clarinet sound. And then it goes into an electronic, it totally switches gears and becomes an electronic song. So what's interesting about the song for Edgar is it starts off acoustic, then goes electronic from like analog sounds from the 80s, the mini Moog sound, and then it gets into sounds from the 90s. And then it it also used some iPad sounds from an app. So it's it then it goes then it kind of reverses gears and goes back and it ends as an acoustic song. So it's like this history of music in that one song for Edgar. Um, and then I wrote another song. I get uh, inspired sometimes from movies. I don't know if you remember. Uh, well, everybody remember the movie The Fifth, the fifth Element. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, the uh, that opera singer. At, you know when they went to uh, that Flost in Paradise. If I'm saying pronouncing the name correctly. I wanted to do a song that had that had that nice operatic voice, but mm-hmm. with, through a keyboard, and uh, also wanted to uh, tell a love story. So you hear these two aliens kind of singing with each other uh, their love stories called "Alien Love Song." That's an interesting piece, and then the shattering, which is getting a lot of radio airplay as well. That uh, you know, punk uh, heavy metal vibe, and uh, you know. And it just uh, becomes a. Then I have a song that's kind of like an EDM track called "The Journey in Time," and it's just been a whole process. Uh, I would say I started the album around February, March, and I was done with it around uh, September. And and it so wow. it, it took a. It was a whole process because I believe even though I do everything in a studio and I have these demo versions, I always go to a sound engineer to make sure that the, the all the tracks are mixed properly. Um, that's why you could hear. Something as simple as a is a hi hat sound, or you know, different you know clap sounds and uh, you know shaker sound, and you could hear everything in my tracks because I actually go to a studio. I have a real professional engineer. His name is Stephen Presley, and uh, he's a great engineer and a producer. He produces my work, and I make sure that it's done on a high class level so it could be played anywhere. Um, and a lot of people think that maybe I should do uh, score movies, and that's what I'm going to be looking forward to doing in the future, thinking about getting into scoring some movie soundtracks. That'd be nice. But uh, And also, I forgot to mention that Brand New Day actually was on the Grammy ballot. I didn't make it to the final nomination, oh, but amazing. I made it to the last ballot that went out to members, so at least a lot of our fellow artists got to see that I was not I was on the ballot for Best New Age Album. Wow. Uh, but I, I didn't make the final cut, but that's okay. There's always another album. So. That's right. Next time. Yeah. You yeah. know, to make it to that final ballot, to that ballot. I did, and that was, wow. uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's like the top uh, 20 or something like that. That was amazing, so um, yeah, next time. But uh, it's a uh, it's been good, and the brand new day has been out for a few months now, and it's and you could go get brand new day on iTunes and all the uh, uh, the media where you could download stuff. I don't have too much stuff on streaming and media. You mentioned that having people go out and buy music. Mm-hmm. I, I I have it on a few uh, few streaming medias like Apple Music and a few ones that pay artists correctly, mm-hmm. but I will not put my music on Spotify, right? And I will not put my music on those places that basically. You know, it'll get a million uh, streams and we'll only get, you know, $250. I will not do that. And I think everybody should go out and support the music uh, because streaming media is killing uh, the music industry. Spotify is actually starting a record label, though. 
And so uh-huh. they know that they're in the wrong and they are turning the ship around. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yes. That's, so, you know, it's so important that, you know, it, it harkens to the same thing as piracy, especially with movies and illegal downloading. You know, all of these artists work and slave their butts off. And it's a whole team of people just to put out one thing. Right. And, you know, every time you illegally download something or you take something from a non-sanctioned streaming site, you know, it affects the artist. And if you like them that much, you want them to keep working. You want them to keep delivering more product for you. Right. So yes. you, you need to contribute to the process and you need to play on the up and up to keep them going so that they can keep entertaining you. Yeah, and it's not, you know, we do this for the love of our craft. Um, you know, we don't need to be millionaires. Uh, it'd be nice, but... <laughs> mo money, mo problems. Yeah, but yeah, right. But we just, we just want to, you know, we want to be able to do this full time. And, and, and that, would be the, that would be the ultimate goal, yeah. is to be able to do this full time and just create music. Like, you know, Prince, who died last year, he used to go in a studio and do two songs a day. I knew someone who was one of his sound engineers. And uh, he was able to, because he was so big, he was able to do that and create his own, his own wealth. And uh, a lot of the major labels out there, they're all for the streaming media because they could get them to give them hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they could go and give it to whoever their favorite artists are. You know, it's uh, it's not fair. So, but you know, um, like I said, uh, Brand New Day is uh, is a really upbeat song. If you want to go ahead and play that, uh, we, that track, is so. exactly what we're going to do right now. It's a brand new day, everybody. That's yes. right, Eric Walker.
And that was Brand New Day by Eric Walker. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, while all of you were listening, you know, I was just saying to Eric and to Rochelle, I can so see Rochelle singing, doing lyrics to that. Yep, I'm writing them right now, you guys. So just That's three here. weeks. Here's a pen. Yeah. You know, What's interesting pen. is originally I had an idea to have someone sing that, but I couldn't find a singer. So who knows? This is what happens on this show, people. That's Hello. that's you just put it. People together. <laughs> you know, I try, I try, but we have thanks to Eric. We have a surprise for our listeners and viewers out there. We have a copy of Eric Walker's Brand New Day. Woo! Yes, yes a, fr- a, a giveaway. A, free give- giveaway. a giveaway. So to make this fair, everybody listening, you know, go and follow. You've got to go to Twitter and follow BTL Radio Show. That's behind the lens. Follow BTL Radio Show and send us a tweet that says, Eric Walker, brand new day. And then we will randomly, I will randomly this week pick a winner. Nice. Woo! So... Free, My pleasure. Give a free CD. Free stuff is yeah. good. Because, see, then after, after you hear the entire soundtrack, then you're going to want to go back and you're going to want to get his first two albums. Yeah, Tangier, Tangier Dream and Universal Delight. Yes. The other two albums. So that, that's, you know, you're going to want to hear one. That's like you're going to want to hear one thing by Rochelle and then you're going to want to hear all the others. Sure. You know, it's like the first time you hear the Beatles and you go, oh, I want more. And learn all the choreography. I want to see videos on Twitter, y'all. <laughs> why, why do I think there will be things on YouTube and Twitter for choreography for your for circus life? And, oh, that'd be awesome. Okay. All right. Eric's already volunteered. He's going to be the first one looking for it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I know you took dance class because you're a triple threat. Of course threat. I did. Okay. There dance and movement, everything. You know? Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. So let me ask the, the two of you. You know what? Because dance and music, acting, acting, music. What is the gift? The greatest gift that music gives to each of you? Scientifically, music heals. It may, it changes the chemicals in your brain. If you're upset about something and you turn on the radio and you hear a song that lifts your spirit. Scientifically, your endorphin level is being raised. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is just tale as old as time. For for hundreds of thousands of years, you know, music has been the one thing that really brings people together. And yes. I think that's what I love the most about music. Well said, well said. It and it's a universe. It's like a universal language too. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to speak French or or German or you know Japanese or Vietnamese. Like I speak Vietnamese, by the way, to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, honey, yeah. ha- honey. Here they go. There's there's no controlling them now. By the way, uh, (laughs) go and watch Nail Salon by Angela Johnson and uh, know that all the nail salons actually are watching that, Angela, and they love it uh, (laughs) because it's not that you're making fun of them. You're just having comedy and uh, it's good. You both are no lie. You no get no better go. You want quit the jail? Yeah, yeah, and, and I love that you say that music is universal. Um, I remember back to the summer of 1969, um, my cousins, uh, relatives had come over from Germany, and uh, my one cousin, uh, we and none of us had ever met, and uh, Beata was a few years older than me. She didn't speak a word of English. I didn't speak a word of German, uh, but. That was the summer that Grassroots came out with Sooner or Later, and it was at the top of the charts. And the two of us would sit there in my grandparents' house in New Jersey on the the beautiful blah punk stereo that my grandfather had, and we would play it and play it and play it and play it over and over. And she eventually, she learned all the lyrics in English to Sooner or Later. So then we would like go to the lake and we'd start singing them. And when she left to go back to Germany, I gave her that 45. Oh. But uh, not a word. Yeah. And yet, and I still remember my grandparents and my and her parents uh, who were who were also with her. And they would all just stand there and they go, 
Neither one knows what the other one's saying, but look at this. Yes. They're having a ball. And I have never, ever forgotten that. Uh, ever. And it was all, and it was because of music. And it's a spiritual connection, and that's something that you can't really explain. And it's beautiful. You don't have to speak to somebody to feel a connection with them, especially through music. Yeah. Yes, and and, uh, and it's on all the different levels. It's like, you know, sometimes if you're having a bad day, you could listen to an upbeat song that's a pop song that you like. And if you're having a, you're an emotional wreck, you might uh, also relate to that song where someone's singing about how they're having an emotional wreck wreck right now so or yeah. listen to lana del rey for three days in a row that's oh god <laughs> yeah okay yeah. now would you mind explaining why you listen to lana del rey for three days okay for all you lana del rey fans you out opened there, yourself you up know. with this one rochelle you know you guys um lana okay now from an A and R from a writer's perspective, there's many different opinions on who wrote the songs. All right. So I'm not saying that Lana wrote these lyrics, but the reason why I love the lyrical content is because it portrays this Hollywood girl that is constantly in these epic, fabulous situations, mm-hmm. yet somehow she still feels so unfulfilled and lost internally and the 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 characters that she sings about in these songs it's like the bad boy or you know he's so handsome and he's so over the top and wonderful but at the same time you're killing me you're going to kill me <laughs> i just i i re, i relate to that and um I just, it's what you were saying earlier about circus life. It's kind of taking like all the the dark things that we deal with and kind of like making, turning it into a song and turning it into another way of explaining something that's very painful and kind of like explaining it in another way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's why I love Lana. I do. I do. It's very deep. If you can get into the lyrical content. Now, Eric, similarly, do you, is there an artist that you really are passionate about? Well, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so, of course, Michael Jackson, you know, at oh, that yeah. time would have been my hero. So, um, other than that, I, I like a wide range of music, you know. You know, I was into Pink Floyd, and I went to their concert, and um, can't say what we did there, but uh, it was a fun <laughs> event at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but I like a, like a wide range of music. Like, like I'd mentioned earlier, some of my musical mentors are not even that well known, like Tangerine Dream, Jean Michel Jarre. Another one person who used to, I used to be, uh, listened to a lot was Yanni. A mm-hmm. lot of people remember Yanni. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, he, he later, his music kind of changed and went in a different direction, and I didn't listen to him as much. But, uh, yeah, no, I have a wide range. So, um, Usually I and I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of rock stuff. A lot of uh, the only thing I and I like some country a little bit as well. I just don't like uh, you know that uh, the country where it's the twang country where it's talking about you know the dog in the backyard and stuff like that. Now that he mentions that, can I give a shout out to Mutt Lang really quick? <laughs> yes. So Mutt Lang, for those of you who don't know, he was married to Shania Twain. He's known for ACDC, Def Leppard, um, an amazing, amazing yes. music yes. producer. And you guys probably won't believe me, but so back in 2014, I did a full length album with Mutt, 17 songs. Yes. Wow. And signed to Q Prime and Q Prime manages Muse, Chili Peppers, Mm -hmm. um, Josh Groban, who you Uh mentioned earlier, um, Snow Patrol. And um, so two of those songs ended up on the radio, which was such an honor. So shout out to Mutt Lang. Great. Love you. You're amazing. Yeah. And I like Shania Twain. Oh God! Yeah. Shania was the first Taylor Swift. Yes, yes, totally. That that's a perfect description. Yeah, a perfect description. Yep. I mean, if you're talking about recently, you know, I like The Weeknd. I like some of his stuff. Oh yeah. You know, and Bruno Mars, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the newer artists. I saw something on 60 Minutes with Bruno Mars, and he was talking about the greats like Michael Jackson and um, you know James Brown and all them, and about how they set the standard. And he's just trying to be as good as them you know and emulate them and he was and he's talking about how he's not even there yet so that was very inspiring Mm -hmm. he said i'm not you know i got a lot more work to do 
So that that's and that's great. That means to me he's a real artist and he's going to be around a long time, hopefully. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, so now where where do you guys now go from here? Will you be? Because you're going to be doing a tour this summer. Maybe kind of uh, live shows is the main thing okay. for this year. Um, getting the new songs done and ready to showcase, and then doing shows. Um, mm-hmm. Live is so important. Um, so that's going to be the main focus this year is just being on stage. And will you be uh, any idea what geographic region you'll be in? Just Los Angeles? Or? Most of the shows are going to be at the Cinematic Pictures Group facility, the venue in, in LA. Um, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, we have to utilize that space. It's such a wonderful <laughs> location and the stage. And we're sponsored by PV Sound. Shout out to PV. So, um, but as we start scheduling um, shows outside of Los Angeles, um, it'll be on the website and all social mm-hmm. media outlets. So I would say just keep a keep a lookout for that you know and for everybody listening you know because we are shooting this you know we do a two-camera shoot and then a full post-production edit once the video is up on youtube and then on my uh website movie shark de and then anybody else who wants to embed it or download it or whatever all of the social media information for both Rochelle and Eric will be all there so you can actually look at it and write it all down too awesome that's good so thank you and what is next? While she's while she's out performing, of course, I have to come see you perform live. Please, Eric, you've got. I, I got to come to. We have to. We have costumes highly encouraged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that's an interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting twist. Like Friday the Thirteenth. Like yeah, of course. If you want to be a witch, if you want to be a warlock, if you want to be a fortune teller, just do it. You know. Okay. <laughs> That okay. Well, the challenge is out there, people. Yeah. And now, what about for you, Eric? Well, I mean, I got some stuff coming up. Over, I, I just recently got a new promoter over in England. So uh, most of my fan base is in London and Germany and overseas. So I, I got some events scheduled coming up, uh, some conventions, and because of my Star Wars tie-in, I do a lot of Star Wars conventions and sci-fi conventions. So I will be in the UK and also in Germany and overseas a lot uh, later in the year. Um, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still producing and, uh, this is my life and I have a record label, ewalkingmusic.com and I'm looking for artists. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody out there wants to go to any of those social media links that, uh, that she, uh, De- Deborah mentioned, uh, then, uh, go, go check me out and, uh, submit a, submit your song. I'm looking for all genres. And I want to really focus on that as well, getting that label started and helping artists out, helping mm-hmm. them know because the industry's changed a lot. You know that. Yes. Um, and, and it's very difficult, and I'm very good at social media and putting things together. It, all the, the CD, all my three CDs, I did all the artwork and everything on them as well. Wow. So, um, Amazing. I was going to mention the artwork, yeah. especially for Universal, oh, Universal Delight. Delight. Yes. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. This is... Yes, this yeah. is so yeah, cool. So, yeah, so, I mean, go yeah. go go look me up on social media. I think on Facebook, if you want to submit something at the the record label is facebook.com, E-Walking, E-Walking Music. It's my name, E, and then part of my last name, W-A-L-K-I-N-G. So it's like E-Walking Music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and um, everywhere else. Uh, and on, on Twitter, other links on Twitter you're Eric Walker Music. Eric Walker Music. And my official website is ericwalkermusic.com. So. Does that have anything to do with the Ewoks? Yes, I was a part of the Ewoks. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I knew it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So and 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 Scott, uh, you know, the I the last name Skywalker. Exactly. What a, what, what a coincidence oh that my is. God. Yeah. Oh my. Although I I probably would have gotten in trouble at Lucasfilm, so I had to change it slightly. And oh, what else is uh <laughs> what else is coming up for me in the future is I have a book actually uh called Growing Up in a Galaxy Far Far Away. And I'm trying to finish it, and I'm looking at some publishers, so that should be coming out this year as well. So. Well, I fully expect you to be back on the show to promote your book. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, you know, awesome. And any new album, and you too, you, ha- you both of you, you yes. have to come back. I Definitely. will. I will be here with costumes and dance routines. Get ready. Uh oh. Uh oh. And we've already <laughs> we we got the we got the trigger finger from Brian. That is all the time we have today. Wow. 
Thank you, Eric Walker. Thank you, Thank Rochelle you. Royale. This has been a fantastic way to kick off year three of Behind the Lens. And until next week, I'm Debbie Elias. This is Behind the Lens. Mm-hmm.